welcome to Career Caffeine, the weekly podcast for women who feel stuck, burned out, overwhelmed, or just need a little boost of inspiration in their careers. I'm your host, Angela. I'm a professional career mindset coach, corporate dropout, and dog lover. Every Wednesday, I'll release a brand new episode and invite you to grab a cup of coffee or your favorite bevy of choice and listen in where I'll share a little career wisdom, inspiration, advice, and real talk from my own career experiences as a district manager for more than 20 years working for world-class retail brands and as a career mindset coach where I help women just like you who are on the career hamster wheel and are looking for a change. I'll have topics that are like the coffee chats that you have with your work bestie when you need someone to talk to, and I'll have some occasional guests who will also offer tips and strategies to help you to get unstuck so that you can begin to move forward with your goals, dreams, and career aspirations. If you're interested in learning more about coaching and how I can help you to achieve your career goals, check out my website, AngelaKnightCoaching.com, or drop me an email at Angela at AngelaKnightCoaching.com and follow me here on the Career Caffeine Podcast for free on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. Welcome to episode number five, Find Your Spark. I'm your host and career mindset coach, Angela. I'm so excited to be able to welcome another career coach, Rosalie Durst, to the show today. Rosalie helps ambitious professionals to find their spark again and create careers they love. Welcome to the show, Rosalie. Yeah, thank you so much, Angela. I'm super excited to be here. So I would love it if you would share with our listeners a little bit about your story and maybe what brought you to coaching. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to rewind a few years and take everyone back um, to when I was in college. So overall, though, if I had to describe my past career personality, it would be, in one word, a chaser. So I grew up, I went to school in New York City. I always wanted to work in the entertainment and TV industry. So throughout college, I had a bunch of different internships and I was just so focused on the end goal of landing at a top media company, big name, big company. Um, And I, you know, a few weeks after graduation, I did land at at a great company where I started in ad sales marketing. Um, I really, I like the entertainment side of things, but I knew right away that sales probably wasn't for me. So what did I do? I kept getting jobs in ad sales. <laughs> I thought maybe I needed, you know, a bigger company, better perks and benefits, different teammates, more money, and maybe things would get better. Cause I was always, like I said, a chaser. I was chasing the next big thing, the next big accomplishment, And I just want to say, I don't think being ambitious is a bad thing at all, but for me, I wasn't addressing the same repeating patterns that kept showing up, which was ultimately, you know, I'd be really excited and energized when I first started the job the the next few months, but then, you know, a year would go by and then the newness and the, the shininess of it all really wore off. And ultimately I, I didn't fundamentally like the work that I was doing, And besides all of this, I sort of had like this emotional scarring from one of my jobs. So 
I started a new job and a few months in, the company started doing layoffs and that took place every three months. So they would shuffle me back and forth to different teams. Um, People I just started working with would get laid off. Everyone was quitting (laughs) almost like every week. Um, And eventually that company was acquired by another company. And a few months ago, that company was acquired. So I don't say this to scare anyone, but it just goes to show you, you know, how tumultuous corporate America can be. Um, and uh, evidence of this was look at what just happened with Peloton. I know they they just laid off a ton of employees. So all of this is saying, you know, throughout my career journey, I had time. I think a lot of us did during the pandemic to really sit down with my feelings and realize I didn't want to continue like this anymore. So I really got into research mode and contemplation. And ultimately what helped was getting really honest with myself on what I wanted to do and what I'm good at. And, you know, it feels like almost like divine inspiration. I found the profession of coaching. Um, And it ultimately, I just feel like, you know, the gears inside me switched like something off and I became so energized and excited about this opportunity to, to help others and inspire and empower them. So I got, I went to IPEC coaching and got certified last summer. Um, and I decided to become a career coach. You know, I've always been that person that people come to for advice and, you know, thinking about next steps in their career. I, you know, I, I sort of as a hobby go on indeed for fun and help people, you know, be their personal recruiter and say, Hey, I think you'd be great at this job and here's what you should do next. But ultimately I love coaching because you know, it, it helps people. I'm not just telling them what to do. We're actually helping dig into their, you know, their next steps and their goals. And I'm just the cheerleader who, who champions them. So that's a little bit about me. Well, thank you so much, Rosalie, for sharing your story. And to your point, I think it's very similar to so many other stories that are listening today. And Mm -hmm. it's similar to, you know, my journey as well. And I think everyone has that epiphany or that crucible moment when they realize Mm -hmm. somewhere along the way, you know, gosh, what I'm doing, it doesn't bring my joy or it doesn't bring that spark or it doesn't align with my values of what really what I want to do. And I think it's something where oftentimes we find that we do what we feel that we're supposed to do, whether it's Mm -hmm. from advice from our parents or our family or our friends, or it just, you naturally flow from your education into the job of what you were trained to do. And a lot of times it just doesn't match. And that's where people get into almost a crisis mode Mm -hmm. or into depression and it affects so many things in your life. And, you know, again, thank you so much for sharing with your story, because I think it's so similar or so familiar to a lot of people that may be listening and, and, and pretty um, aligned with what's happening, especially mm-hmm. after the pandemic. And, you know, and you even mentioned Peloton and like so many businesses that have had to pivot and benefited from the pandemic and now right. maybe, you know, shifting and with your own story about changing or shuffling from team to team mm-hmm. as a result of that. So I think it, you know, it really does align with that. Um, another thing that you mentioned is, you know, certainly through your training as a coach, And another thing you do is to help people to find 
what their values are. And, and sometimes I think people come to a coach, particularly a career coach, looking for the answers or to pr- mm-hmm. be provided with a specific magic wand. Of, yes. Here's what you're <laughs> supposed to do, yeah. right? And here I've got all the answers and a new job that's waiting for you. And we know that that's that's really not quite how it works, is it? No, definitely not. <laughs> you know, and I think the way that, you know, it's easy for people to understand is we're like a personal trainer. If you were to go to a gym and you had these aspirations and dreams of whether it's losing a little bit of weight or you want to get healthy or you want to maybe tone up a little bit and you can go in and you see all of this amazing equipment but you don't quite know what to do or which mm-hmm. pieces of equipment that you might need to use for your, you know, to achieve your goals, or you might need somebody to coach you or to be able to give you a little bit of direction or guidance or feedback of what you're doing well, and maybe just some minor tweaks that you could put into your workout routine to get a better result. And a coach operates in very much the same way. Um, and so, Rosalie, I would love for you to maybe share when maybe a typical example, or maybe something you would be able to share with, um, with the audience about a success story or what you find when people come to you, what are some of the, what are some of the common themes or some of the things that you, um, that you hear from, from your clients and how do you help them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think some of the common themes are that, you know, I don't have the necessary experience or skill set or education or, I'm not smart enough to go after this new career or this promotion. Um, and I think a lot of the times that really, you know, work, we help people work on their, their mindset because that that's just a, a limiting belief, just because society told you this one way to do something, or you've, you've been conditioned to believe that it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. So one of the examples I can share is I had a client who, was in the education industry and she really wanted to be in media and entertainment. And, you know, she was like, you know, my age could be a factor. I'm not sure I'm qualified, but, you know, in months working together, she landed a role at her dream company doing something that she really loved. And one of her core values was connection and collaboration and being creative. And she gets to do that in this role. So super excited for her and how I work through with my clients on this is we really start with the foundation of uncovering what their values are. So for example, do you value freedom in a job and flexibility? So maybe let's look at a remote job that allows you that autonomy, or do you want something more structured and strategic? And, you know, there's a a million different types of values that we can uncover, but I think knowing them and being able to see if they're, they're clashing with what you're doing now or aligning really well is, is a a crucial step for success um, for clients. And then I also introduce, um, it's an attitudinal assessment called the Energy Leadership Index or ELI. So people answer um, a few questions, multiple choice, and it really, it's an amazing tool that uncovers how people show up in life and how their energy is affected, you know, in normal times when they're thriving and also under stress. And I think having this knowledge and common foundation can really open doors for people and really increase their success, not only in their professional lives, 
but their personal lives and relationships and how they want to live moving forward. So I think it's a really valuable tool that that's helped my clients as well. Well, thank you for sharing that, Rosalie. And yes, the ELI assessment is a fantastic tool. And it's one that, to your point, it's an attitudinal assessment. And it's not mm-hmm. like some of the other assessments that people might be familiar with, like Myers-Briggs right. or DISC or Enneagram. And it, it does. It's a powerful tool that helps to identify where triggers or stress points may be in all areas of your life. Absolutely. Yes. And I think it's a, you know, it's a great tool and it's a great way to, um, you know, to help to measure success for your client and, you know, along the way, as well as, you know, even after several months have gone by, right. And to be able to see their progress Mm -hmm. because it's something that does change over time. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is great. So if I were your client and if I were to come to you and Maybe what would be something that you would share with me of how, maybe how I would set myself apart or what I might need to do to get started on my discovery, like perhaps after we've uncovered what my values are, mm-hmm. much like the example that you shared about your client that was in the education industry and she loved the collaboration part and she loved being able to leverage more of her strengths or what her Mm -hmm. values or what her, uh, what brought her joy, what would be, you know, after we got, you know, uh, through the values part, what would be an example or what would be something that you would share with me as your client about how to set myself apart? Sure. So I have two different points and what really helped this client and some of my other clients was to really be an investigator. So using all your research skills and, you know, getting to the bottom of, let's say you want to switch industries, really putting yourself in the people's shoes who, you know, the people who you want to be like and want to emulate, you know, figure out what are they doing? Where do they work? What media or news outlets are they consuming to get news about their industry? What kind of language or technical terms are they speaking about? For example, marketing, are they talking about KPIs or marketing decks? Um, Also, what are the biggest problems that they're trying to solve for? And ultimately, how can you help impact and solve those problems for them? Um, Another point that I have, you know, once you get those interviews and networking calls, think about the wow factor. So if you have a call, how can you set yourself what's one thing that you could do to set yourself apart in a slew of people there that they're interviewing, that they're really going to remember you and, you know, you're going to blow them away. So I'll give you an example. When I was, you know, years ago when I was in college and interviewing for internships, I used to print um, examples of projects that I did in classes or other jobs and internships and show it to the hiring manager Now, obviously things have changed and, you know, things are mostly digital now. So you can send a portfolio or even, you know, make an example of of something that you do for that company and share it with them to show that you're you're really thinking outside of the box. Um, Another example of what I did for a last job that I was interviewing for, this was an advertising job for the, the TV industry. And I happened to catch a live campaign that was running on TV while I was 
I was interviewing at that time. And I brought it up to them just in conversation, like, Hey, did you, did you work on this campaign? I thought it was really strategic and creative. And they were really impressed and blown away because I did my research and I was understanding the exact kind of work that they do. So just figure out what's one thing that you could do to take it up a notch and apply it to whatever you're, you're going after. Thank you for sharing that. And I think those are some really great, tangible, actionable steps that, that you shared. And I think it's, you know, something really valuable for, you know, for our audience to hear for people Mm -hmm. that are, that are working with you. And so, you know, oftentimes I think once you find your values and once you find that spark, and once you find that it's not as important about the salary, you know, of Mm -hmm. course, we all work for money. None of us are volunteers. Right. <laughs> but once you can figure that out, I think a lot of times the rest of it falls into place. And a lot of it happens from when you're happy and when you're feeling fulfilled, you're going to put your best foot forward. You're going to deliver your best work. It's going to make you happier in your life. It's going to make you happier in your relationships. And overall, I think it's one of the most important things that you can do is really being honest with yourself. Right. And, you know, again, like you said earlier, sometimes people get caught up in the process or what you feel that is right to do, or you're chasing a dollar, or you feel that this is what I went to school for. But I think ultimately, you know, when we're happy at work, we have a, a much better level of control of how we're doing and feeling that when we're in charge of that and feeling that we're, you know, living our best life, if you will, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have unlimited potential and the, you know, the path where the journey becomes much more clear for you. And I think you, uh, you know, your friends, your family, your, all of your relationships will notice that too. Absolutely. So Rosalie, if you were to share maybe one tip or one word of wisdom or one piece of advice with anyone who might be listening today, feeling that way or feeling a little Mm -hmm. bit lost or feeling like they might identify, you know, with, um, with your story or your journey, what, what tip or what piece of advice would you share? Yes. So I have three words to summarize it and it's quiet the noise. So there's a lot of different opinions and things that whether it's your, your family or your spouse or your friends or your manager, um, you know, whether it's expectations that they have of you or things that they think you want to do, or just things that you think you're supposed to do, try as much as you can to shut that out and really dig deep, you know, and say, if, if none of these things mattered, what would I truly want to do? What would I do if I didn't feel like I was letting anyone down or, you know, sort of like the people pleasing mentality, I need to do what everyone else expects or so I can make them happy. But really we, you know, we only have one life and how can you enjoy life to the fullest and feel fulfilled? What are those things that are going to light you up? And the more you become honest with yourself and familiarize yourself on the things that excite you and make you happy, the easier it is to to align um, with those roles and opportunities that are going to, you know, excite you and get you motivated. So quiet the noise is my biggest tip. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Rosalie. I think that's a really good best practice in quieting the noise, which as we know is sometimes a little bit easier said than done. Mm -hmm. 
um, for those of you that meditate or finding a quiet space, whether it's going for a walk or wherever you can find some time to quiet that noise. You're absolutely right. I think it's an invaluable exercise and something to get in touch with yourself to find out a little more about how to get in touch with your values and finding your inner spark. For sure. Yeah. I would say try to meditate five minutes a day. I know it takes practice to, to get in that space that headspace, that quiet headspace, but the more you do it, the more you, you train that muscle and it, it really helps. Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't have to be, um, where you're sitting just quietly by right. yourself. Um, it could be anything, right. Even when you're on your drive, as long as you're mm-hmm. giving yourself that time out and that space to, you know, like you said, to kind of allow yourself to, um, explore what you're feeling, yes. what you're thinking and, um, on a, you know, on your own inner path to finding your own career happiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So Rosalie, is there anything else that you would like to share with our guests um, before we, before we wrap up and then share a little bit about how I could get in touch with you if I wanted to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently holding a 12-week program called the Career Change Accelerator for the exact people that we're talking about, you know, those ambitious professionals who have these big goals, dreams, and ideas, but maybe need a little help, you know, where to get started. They're sort of in a rut right now, but ultimately the goal of this program is to help people realize that they're never stuck where they are. They always have choice and an opportunity to to make those changes. And I'm just here to to hold them accountable to the things that they want to do and, you know, celebrate and cheerlead them the entire way. So, you know, would love to connect with, you know, potential guests who are looking for this coaching. And also you can be sure to find me on Instagram. Um, I post a lot of career tips and videos and advice for people. And that's at Rosalie Durst coaching. And you can also email me to Rosalie Durst coaching at gmail.com. Well, Rosalie, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on the podcast today. And it's been so wonderful to meet you and to talk to you. And I think you've shared some really great information with our listeners today. So thank you again for being here. And that wraps up episode number five of Finding Your Spark. I'm your host, Angela. And feel free to tune in every Wednesday for your next podcast. And as always, wishing you a cup filled with possibilities. Thanks for listening.